pink glow was flickering around the edges of the mirrored windows. Apart from that, there was absolutely no sense of them being in motion. There was no vibration, no tremble coming up through the deck under her feet. Nothing at all, in fact, except the distant background murmur of the transpositional engines. Sugar Macaulay thought that it was a bit of a disappointment, to be honest. Given the unimaginable distances they were travelling and the mind-blowing velocities involved, she felt that there really ought to be something more spectacular to show for it than a flickering pink glow around the edges of the windows. Sugar adjusted her uniform. Novilunar Corporation's design division had gone for a retro, quasi-military-meets-baton-twirler look. Marketing said it accented the refined and genteel lines of the passenger salons and spoke of a halcyon age of travel. That was all very well, but the scarlet hussar-cut coat was made of a scratchy neo-weave material, and the winged chrome helmet refused to sit up straight on her head. She blinked twice to summon up her lashboard, the little retinal hollow link that kept her data synced. She checked the time on her body clock display. They had been in transit for almost an hour, which meant the trip was just about two-thirds done. Sugar blinked her lashboard away again and surveyed the executive-class salon of the ship. No, not a ship, Sugar, not a ship. An interstitial transposition vehicle, get it right, she told herself. Novi Luna was very hot on product identity. This wasn't just a ship. This was a staggering revolution in interstellar transit. All of the transfer clients seemed content. There were 79 of them in the executive salon and another 740 in the main salon, a deck below. On the executive level, the clients were sitting in luxurious booths and nests of chairs, each seating zone screened by audio and visual discretion fields. Sugar could see mouths talking, laughing and chattering, but no sound drifted back to her. With professional diligence, she studied each client group in turn to see which of them needed her attention. Not the dowager Colette with her awful yapping luck dogs. Not the data mogul with a dozen identical clone assistants. Not the famous virtual dancer sipping her detoxed cocktail. Not the honeymooners who only had eyes for each other. They were all lottery winners, every one of them just like Sugar and the rest of the crew. The only person on board the vessel who wasn't there by chance was Joseph Stearns Cluxton. From where she was standing in the service alcove of the executive salon, Sugar could see Joseph Stearns Cluxton perfectly well. He was a tall, gangly man in his late 160s, with watery blue eyes and slightly too much chin. Like many uber-wealthy types, he'd elected to have very little work done.